With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Chase Down Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Roan. We are continuing our off-season coverage, talking about the season that was, reflecting and doing all of that good stuff. With me today is my co-host, Carter Rodriguez. Carter, how's it going, buddy? Well, it really feels like I've had the last several weeks off after after my functional no-show in the Anthony Lima episode where my internet was terrible and I said about nine words. <laughs> energy, I'm ready. <laughs> I feel like we played it off well. I, I feel like I just took over the role of obnoxious host and just talked whenever well, you should well, be talking. Yeah, well, and that, that does happen gotta, sometimes. Normally, it's kind of you that can't get a word in edgewise as I, as I ramble. So I, I, think, I think it was just desserts for me. <laughs> I'm a pure point guard. What can I say? But uh, today is not about us. We do have an interesting guest, which I, I mean, whenever we can get someone that either makes us look smarter or more interesting or gives our viewers a perspective, our listeners a perspective that they don't, they don't view anything, Justin. <laughs> I, I always think that's a good thing. Today we have Courtney Hoekstra on from Cavs Social. Courtney, how are you doing today? What's up, guys? Oh, just living the dream. How are you enjoying your off season so far? Uh, I'm I'm loving it. I mean, I will say it doesn't totally feel like an off season yet, but uh, yeah, so far it's been pretty good. Well, it's yeah, been, it's been sort of strange, but uh, in some ways, you know, obviously it's a little different than past years, but overall, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, in a way, it's almost like you know, with the season going the way it did, it's your job is almost like busier now as as draft season approaches, like because that's honestly like what people are going to be the most hyped about for a little while at least totally there's a lot of prep going on right now for the lottery and for the draft so uh it's like strangely exciting time whereas last year the lottery you know obviously we still had a chance at getting a good pick and did get a good pick but um it just still wasn't quite you know we were in the midst of i think the eastern conference finals uh as that went down last year so yeah, yeah I, I have to. I have to imagine that there there really isn't as much of an off season for you as a lot of people think, just because it does go on for so long. Where so many people, it seems, especially um, in recent years, where the end result has seemed a little more obvious than uh, in the pre Warriors world, at least. Um, it seems so many people are interested in like the transaction and uh, the draft, free agency, and all that stuff. So, um, what? I, I mean, what is, I guess, the typical um, off-season for you? Do, do you have, like, shift work? Like, yeah, how, how many people – give pe- our listeners a bit of an idea of uh, what is involved in the, the Cavs social team. Yeah, so uh, there's three of us that have been a part of our social media team since I joined uh, the Cavs in 2014. Um, and – Despite what a lot of people think, it's it's not just we don't only work games, we don't only work press conferences. It's 
pretty much, you know, still a, I don't want to say nine to five job because it's definitely not a nine to five job, but we right. still are in the office for normal hours during the day. It's a um, nine to eight job. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Except for like, you know, longer than that. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just, uh, it's kind of crazy because there's never really like a normal average day, which is something that I love about what we do. Um, but I would say in the off season, um, cause I feel like, or when we're not actually covering games, um, there's just so much that we have to do around our corporate partnerships, around community outreach, around customer service. Um, that a lot of the times you'd be surprised. It's like, sometimes game days can be more chill and like a little slower than actually a day where maybe we have, um, a big press conference going on for Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, or maybe we have a really big community service event that we have going on. So it really just kind of depends on the week and the day. Um, yeah. I haven't been paying close enough attention. We're calling it the rock, right? Is, is that the <laughs> official nickname of the, uh, that the Cavs are going to run with? Cause that's what I, I'm going to call it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I don't think there is an, I think that, for now, it is definitely Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, and um, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I feel like those things happen organically. Like people play around with the name, and eventually yeah. you find something that uh, feels comfortable. Or like for I, I remember in the last game during the broadcast, they uh, Fred McLeod and Austin Carr were playing around with a few things. AC did go with one deep in the rock, which I, I liked. And I, I feel whatever it is, we're, we're going to will it to existence. But I'm interested to see just kind of how that develops. Well, well, it usually happens what, organically. I'll tell you what, if it's, yeah. if it's a Cleveland thing, it's just going to be shortening the thing we already liked. <laughs> <laughs> Quick and Lones Arena, the Q. Jacobs Field, the Jake. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I, know. Know, I don't know how creative we've been, but uh, but I like the rock. I think that's yeah. got a good energy. Um, yeah, yeah. I, um, I do think it's funny that people, you know, they always want to go in reference to whatever the place was when they had the great memories there, and whenever the name changes, it's always a big thing, you know. Or people, it takes people a little while to have it grow on them. So. Yeah, right. I, I, I think I like. I think I like it. I think you can do a lot of fun rock and roll jokes with yeah. the So, <laughs> uh, you know, like we have, uh, like we already have like t-shirts that are like uh, sexed and love and pick and roll. But now you can yeah. just rock and you can actually just pivot back to rock and roll there because <laughs> it, it just all works out. Um, <laughs> something that I've been interested in a while uh, in terms of running social media because. If you can believe it, Justin and I are fairly unencumbered in our social media usage, and you have a bit more responsibility than we do. <laughs> um, and, you know, you see teams like, like Amara Baptist uh, drop the hammer uh, with after the, war, after the Blazers won last night with a next question. Yeah. Uh, like, how do you kind of manage that? Like, talking of trash and having a little bit of fun with your peers around the league versus keeping things respectful? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it's definitely, there's a, a huge balance uh, there between like being fun and playful versus like super aggressive um, and different, you know, different teams have different uh, voices and perspectives that they have and, and different, you know, PR teams that maybe give them a little bit more room to, uh, 
to get a little more out there, I would say, with some of the content that they post. But right. um, it, it's definitely something that's been really fun to watch around the league. And it's since now it's been five seasons, which is crazy to think um, that I've been with the Cavs. It's interesting, too, how many people have, like, moved around to different teams or – you see someone new pops up and then now their account has fully changed the voice of the team um, to kind of fit like this new person. And I do think that's something that's cool about us is that we've had the same people for so long that we've been pretty consistent um, throughout my five years with the team. Yeah. One thing I've really enjoyed about the, the Cavs social media is it always has felt like there it's had a personality. Like mm-hmm. there, there's a few accounts that always stand out. Like Atlanta Hawks really stands out. Um, Carter mentioned uh, the work Amara has done. She, yeah. Wherever she goes, it, it's been very good. And I'm seeing more and more teams kind of, I, I guess, I don't know if loosen up is the right word, but yeah. they're, they're a little more comfortable with exploring that space now that there is a precedent. How often does how often is your willingness to engage in like poking fun at a team kind of dictated by knowing the people or having a relationship with kind of your peers that run that team? Like, are, are you more likely to do that with someone you're close with or is it just kind of dictated by the situation rivalries between the franchise and that sort of thing? Um, I would say, you know, overall it's probably more dictated by, the team, you know, the situation and, and the team right. itself, not rather than the person behind the account. But, gotcha. um, you know, there are sometimes things where we'll all talk to each other and kind of go in on stage social media events. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or, you know, or theorists are gonna are gonna have a field day with us. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I mean, it's just there are times when you know the person behind the account, you know that they're going to have more fun with it. So maybe you're more apt to go and tweet something at the team than you are to one where you don't know the person behind the account. That makes sense. Um, How much are you guys talking shop, like, amongst <laughs> each other, uh, like, from team to team, not just within your own squad? Yeah, um, I think it really just depends on the team. I know that, like, there are definitely people across, you know, obviously Amar is amazing, love her. Um there are people that I have like closer friendships with across the league, but we actually have our own um, Facebook group where almost everyone, um, there's probably a couple of representatives really from each team that are in it. So a lot of times, like, you know, if we see someone who has an awesome video or a great post, we'll give them like a shout out in the group. Or if someone's dealing with an issue or has a question, they'll throw it out for the group because really, if, you know, we're kind of the only people that have really understand like more knowledge of what we're each other are going through to be able to go and help each other or vent or whatever it may be at the time. Right. Um, uh, what, one thing I, so since I like started blogging and doing this and it's a, it's a part-time thing, it's different than you where this is your basic life. Like this yeah. is, especially with the hours you guys work. Um, I've always been kind of blown away, just kind of the sense of community, even though I'm not living in the same city or actually really interacting with a lot of people, just kind of how that has developed. And I I can only imagine it's just a a totally different level when you're doing social, you're interacting with each other, you're traveling with the teams at times. Um, How has those type of relationships really developed over the last five years? Um, Have you found that it's kind of been steady in the culture around the the social teams or has there been an evolution to it? Yeah. I mean, I do think there, 
I do think even just coming into it, I think around, I'm trying to remember exactly when it was that we kind of all got together more so. I think it was probably like midway through my first season five years ago that this NBA social group was created. Mm-hmm. Um, or that might've been around before that. I don't know. Maybe that was just when I was <laughs> to it. <laughs> they, they needed but, to see if you were going to stick. <laughs> yeah. If you could handle they, they it before you right. knew it was new. They're like, and it, hey, and it is a whole new group for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Um, it is interesting too, because so many people have, whether they've changed teams or now they're in a different role, a lot of people have moved, you know, from the media side to the team side or team side to media side or totally out of it together. But I, to my knowledge, we haven't like kicked anybody out of the group or anything like that. So it's been cool <laughs> to see, uh, you know, what the outsider's perspective is on some of these things that we do too. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's been really, I, it's awesome now that I think when we first, you know, jo- when I first joined the Cavs, we didn't travel with the team. Um, and we went from that to, you know, the next year is like we traveled during the playoffs. And the next year it was like we traveled during the playoffs and some series here and there. And then, you know, the past two seasons we've traveled to every game. We have, well, we have someone from our team travel to each one. So it's been great be getting to actually like meet these people in person because I think over the years so many more teams have gone and they know the importance of um, having a social person on the ground in these visiting areas um, just because of all the behind the scenes content you can get, the relationships you build. And uh, it's been nice getting to, to really connect with the other people who you're like, Oh, you've been my internet friend for four years. It's great to finally meet you. <laughs> yeah. I hope I never meet Justin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You may not know this, but Carter and I have never met in person. What? Well, if I've you, been... you can believe it. He lives in the ass crack of Canada. <laughs> hey, I've, I've been to Cleveland a couple of times. Don't yeah, but we aren't buds yet. Yeah, that's that's true. And yeah, I remember I remember uh, there I was uh, when we got when I got married, I had like a I had this like real thought like, man, I I feel like I maybe should invite Justin. And (laughs) and I like had this like kind of crisis about it. But then just the guest list, you know how it goes. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up like having to pare it down. And I told him that he goes, oh, I didn't think about inviting you at all. <laughs> so to be fair, my wedding was like 34 people. So yeah, yeah. It's definitely fair. But point is, I'm a better friend than Justin. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what I think too. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I appreciate that. Um so one thing that I'm interested in, because I've covered some games uh both in college and professionally a little bit. Justin's covered some games. It's obviously a very different relationship when you're working as external media versus you know, a, a, an employee of the team that these guys are playing for. How do you, how receptive do you think, do you feel like players have been to kind of going along with, with either kind of a fun idea or, or talking about something they're passionate about? Do you feel like the level of access you get um, is, is pretty excellent? Cause I feel like it would, I'm, I've always been a little jealous. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely feel like there's a difference there and, and knowing too that, there's a sort of like a greater level of inherent trust yeah. between us just cause they know that um, we're on the team side. We want to make them look good. We're not going to make them look bad. Um, and just, I, I think that um, even over the last five to 10 years, 
now this is what they realize what it can do for their brand to go and have that be showcased on our channels or their channels. Um, whereas I think, and I started in baseball and I think that, you know, six, seven years ago, approaching a guy and saying, Oh, this is for social. Blah, 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 they're like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, why, why am I doing this weird thing? Why, you know, and now, you know, guys, a lot of times, like they have their own ideas and, want to do their own shows and want to have fun on their own accounts. So um, it's been awesome getting to see kind of how, how receptive um, players are and staff uh, to having us around all the time. I've never really felt like unwelcomed, which is great. I'm sure there are times when the media feels like, Oh, I'm like forcing this person to have a conversation with me. Um, So (laughs) I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to get a cliche. I'm trying to get a cliche out of this guy, and he knows yeah. I'm trying to get a cliche. Answer. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, this I'm an excellent journalist, so I never chase cliches. But right. <laughs> unfortunately, most of my conversations feature the other person not really feeling like it. Uh, who, what player, players on the Cavs in, in your tenure have really stood out for kind of their willingness to embrace uh, working with you? Um, again, I think this is something that is really awesome about our team is that almost all of them have been wonderful to work with, like about social. I mean, there's a couple of them that basically when I, when I joined the team there, you know, there are obviously some people who've been around the league a very, very long time to the point where like social media didn't exist when they came into the league. So I think some of those people are like a little bit more hesitant, um, to do things, but I know that. Like Channing, for example, I mean, this, that guy is like an absolute riot and will do like <laughs> basically anything you ask him to do. Um, I, I don't believe you. I, I, yeah. he, does not, he doesn't <laughs> sound like that guy. You know. <laughs> um, so he, I, there's a lot of guys too that have really, you know, I touched on it, but they know that they can go and highlight the things that are really important to them on social. So I think like Kevin has done a great job with that, um, really using, you know, his channels to lift up others and really bring a lot of attention to uh, mental health issues. And that has been awesome. And then um, Larry with uh, everything he's done for his um, like athletes first Crohn's initiative, which, you know, he had, it's pretty awesome. He goes and has like kids to all these games and like sits down and talks to them for like 20 minutes on a game day. Like it's, pretty it's pretty awesome seeing how they've turned something that you know used to be oh you're just tweeting about game action to really just embracing it and using it to overall further like their outreach are these guys reaching out you know if kevin or larry are doing something you know for a good cause are are they reaching out to you saying hey i'm gonna do this can we get this message out or is or or do you kind of have to chase those stories yeah, um, it depends on the situation. And, you know, our guys, too, they do a lot that they don't want it to be about the publicity that they get from it. Um, so sometimes they kind of are a little bit more reserved or, or um, you know, there are some situations where uh, it's like a sensitive situation with the family because of the kid's health or whatever. So we, we can't post about it from our account. I right. mean, it, it's just, you know, it's very dependent on, who the individual is that they're working with um, or what the message is. 
So sometimes they will give us a heads up or our community relations team will connect with us on it saying, you know, they're going to be doing this meet and greet or they're going to, you know, they have an event uh, at this time to support this initiative. We'd really like to cover it on our social. Um, So it's really just dependent kind of on each individual situation, but um, it's been awesome to get to see these guys in the community and seeing the kind of impact they have off the court. For what it's worth, I, I think you guys really do a great idea, uh, great job of that. Like, I feel, I, I don't know if it's just that the, the Cavs do such a good job highlighting the great personalities they have and the great stuff that they do off the court, or if the Cavs just have a really kind of unique group of guys because they, they all seem really uh, invested in other things and, and comfortable in, in their own skin enough to, to go out with these other ventures. And um obviously you've covered a variety of different teams over the last five years here. And one thing uh, Carter and I have talked about, uh, at least from an outsider's perspective, we've kind of been blown away by the, the apparent locker room culture that in a year where uh, things didn't necessarily go as planned, uh, there were a lot of injuries, guys um, that had been to the mountaintop and, and had been to the finals for four straight years, um, even though that they're not getting the wins in, in the win-loss column and even though they're dealing with their own injuries, they seem so invested in in the team still and, and lifting up young players like Jetty Osmond and Colin Sexton. Can you, at least from your perspective, talk a little bit just about uh, how those guys like Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, um, Channing Fry have had stepped up kind of in a leadership role behind the scenes? Yeah, definitely. I think it's been really, it has been really interesting for me to see kind of how, how things have changed and how, um, how despite, you know, the record, uh, guys are still very upbeat and they're still learning a lot and, um, seeing different guys step up as leaders too. Um, that has been really exciting. It's been really exciting to see. And you know, that, that's not just those leaders too. It is that the whole team, there's a lot of, no, I, I, hate, right. I feel like, I feel like this is a cliche, but they, they're all good guys. Like I feel really lucky to be on a team where it's like, yeah, like every single one of them that doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, I know that's unique. That doesn't happen everywhere. I, but no, and <laughs> honestly, it, it felt like that from an outsider's perspective. Yeah, that's that's why I found it so interesting. And obviously, that goes from the top down. That that goes mm-hmm. uh, from the front office giving them a, a an environment where they feel comfortable. It goes to the coaches and the trainers and yeah. everyone that's involved. So it, it it was really encouraging to see because that's it's something that uh, as a fan, at least, because uh, at the end of the day, that that's what I am. It, it it's nice to see that they're bought in and that the, it was a healthy culture, all things considered. Totally. And I think if you look at the roster, you can just be like, Oh yeah, this guy is a good guy. He really cares about what he does. He cares about the community. Um, you know, you can go through every single one of them and they're all like that. And it's, uh, it's really special to see. I think, you know, if you look back at the NBA 20, 30 years ago, you know, you don't really have necessarily the, it's not saying that those weren't good guys, but maybe you just weren't as aware of it. Whereas now it's like you look at these, these guys and they're great guys. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. It, it gets highlighted in a different way. And yeah. um, I, I think showing character in the face of, of adversity is something that's really admirable because yeah. sometimes things do go wrong. And uh, Carter, 
Or what happens when things go wrong? Ah, I was getting ready to do it. I wanted to take it, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> things can go wrong, Justin. Uh, you know, there, there were ups and downs to the season. Uh, and life can be stressful, but getting life insurance shouldn't be. And Courtney, you know that. Uh, Justin knows that. I know that. That's why there's ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, incredibly affordable, and very uncomplicated. At GetEthos.com, there's no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars, no hours of paperwork, or meetings with pushy representatives. It only takes 10 minutes to apply, and you can rest assured knowing you've taken steps to protect your family. In most cases with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day, Courtney, with no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be at Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to GetEthos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com. Well, I know what I'm doing after this. (laughs) (laughs) Less than a cup of coffee. Less than a cup of coffee. (laughs) I yeah, actually first... do need to get life insurance. Oh, there, there you go. <laughs> For the love of God. My husband has it, and I told him the other day I didn't. He's like, what? Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> have to do that. And well, it, it is, do... yeah, I mean, less than a cup of coffee a day. That's very affordable. And uh, especially because we all know that uh, professional sports teams, big companies, they always give out their social media accounts to unpaid interns. So uh, yeah. affordability is definitely got to <laughs> It's definitely got to be a consideration. Thank God for your ethos. Yeah, the first time we did that read, Courtney, Justin said, Justin did the cup of coffee a day read. And then he's like, that's less than a cup of coffee a day. He just he just doubled up on it. So I'm really bad at reading and I'm really bad at ad libs. So that, that went well. Ever since you slowed down, I think your ad reads have gotten. I I would argue that sometimes they're better than mine. Uh, uh, why? Thank you. Because you slowed down and you're so, so damn endearing while you do them. Because I can still I can still feel you. Uh, you know, working. You can feel me trying. I can feel you really like I'm gonna nail this one. The the suggestion to slow down. I don't know why that was a revelation uh, for me, but it really made a it's big difference. It's a revelation for everyone who who has to do any read ever. oh man it brought me back to reading in school but courtney i alluded to it earlier the misconception that everyone that runs a twitter account is unpaid um that that's always one of the funniest ones to me i don't know why people uh find uh or believe that people would trust that sort of important role to to unpaid interns but what what are some of the most common uh misconceptions that you run across when it comes to your job yeah. Uh, by the way, I think there actually was a point where most accounts were run by interns, which is why that conception, the misconception started. Right. Because it was actually true at one point in time, you know, eight, nine years ago. Um, like uh, when the Chargers tweeted out that they were going to PF Chang's back in like well, 2000. Actually, I don't think he was an intern then, but. Oh, that's yes. fantastic. You know him. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all know each other. Um, oh, that's, that's another amazing. cool thing. Sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent here a little bit. But not, not only do we know each other NBA in the NBA, but we know each other across sports too. So, like, I know the girl who does social media for the Browns. I know some people that are at the Chargers, you know. And part of that is because people have moved from working in our league to other leagues. But uh, it's fun to get to bounce stuff off of uh, – 
other people or like get inspiration from different teams? Uh, yeah. What were you talking about? I'm sorry. Uh, misconceptions. With misconceptions. Okay. Uh, I think one of the biggest misconceptions that I talked, touched on it earlier was just that, you know, our hours are just like working games and we're just hanging out with the team and like, that's all we do when really I would say that that's probably like 10% of our job. Um, so much of what we do is off the court, not even basketball related. Um, everything from like working on ticket sales initiatives and marketing and community outreach and customer service. Um, we are actually, we always have someone monitoring our channels at all times. So in case someone has an issue coming through, we are there right. to handle it. Um, that's actually something I think pretty unique to our team that at, there's always someone on call all the time. So in case there's an issue, someone, or not even an issue, but just something that happens with our team that someone has their computer handy and is available to go and post mean, about it. You mean you aren't the first people that they call? <laughs> I mean, some people who know who is behind the handle, they might re reach out to us directly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's a, a lot of hours. I would say that part of it too is that I think there's sort of a blurred line between it being your career and your passion because mm -hmm. this is like for you to be able to do this, um, you have to really love it because it's like so intensive. You know, I've, I've missed a lot of like family events and things like that because, mm -hmm. uh, because of games and travel and, you know, things going on, uh, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into this and I know it's a, a super cool job on the surface, but they're definitely, uh, and it is, it's a dream job for sure. But there are a lot of, a lot of things that people don't see going on behind the scenes, whether it's, you know, getting into a hotel at like 5 a.m. in the morning and your suitcase is broken and <laughs> all these different <laughs> things going on, or, you know, it's being at the office just staring at your computer for 10 hours trying to go through mentions and Justin does that for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I willingly look at multiple screens. It's, it's very, <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, long story short, it's just, I think people, they see the glamorous side of it. You know, they might like catch a glimpse of me courtside or on TV or whatever it is. And it's like, this is such a small fraction of what I actually do. I'm like, yes, that part is cool, but this is, you know, there's so much that you don't see. Speaking of some of those cool things, can you, what have been some of your like highlights of things you've gotten to do both kind of like big picture, which I'm sure, you know, title, like if you could speak right. to that experience, but then maybe some stuff that we might not have realized that, you know, might've flown a little bit under the radar, but was particularly cool for you to be a part of. Yeah, um, obviously a championship and everything that went into that run and the parade. I mean, I will, so this is kind of a good thing that ties into that. So the parade was just like this incredible, majestic, you know, it was just so long. <laughs> it went for like four and a half, five hours. Um, I, you know, is a day I will absolutely never forget, but like sort of in the midst of it, it was very crazy. It was very hot. 
And, like, <laughs> there, like it was very difficult to, uh, I basically didn't have any service. So we couldn't actually post anything from, from where we were in the parade. We had, we did have, um, one of my coworkers, one of the people, part of our social team was back at the arena posting stuff as it would come through from like Getty images and stuff. But, uh, right. but when, where we were in the midst of the parade, it's like, I'm getting all this unbelievably amazing content and I can't post it. <laughs> no service. And, I'm sure uh, that wasn't stressful in any way, shape or form. Oh my gosh. So stressful. But then it was also just like, I probably wasn't that hot, but I had like my backpack and all this stuff and you're in the sun and you're, running all over the place. Um, I don't know. It was just crazy. Cause I feel like luckily near the end, I could like take a step back and be like, wow, that was just the most insane parade of all time. My, my <laughs> real question. And I think that an investigation needs to be launched into this. What the hell kind of service did Getty images have? <laughs> <laughs> um, what kind of magic were they pulling? I, th- I think we need to look into this. I think they've, I think they've rigged the system here. They, they were jamming. They were jamming the signal. I think that's what it comes to. Yeah, I mean, there were so many. Here. Yeah, there were so many um, news station. I mean, everyone was covering it, obviously, but there were some people who were better set up to have, you know, a home station where they, I think, they could go and send somebody back with the memory card and upload it, whereas we were stuck in a parade somewhere in the street. So we didn't really have that. I, I did actually run back to the arena uh, earlier on in the parade when I could do that to go and try to get, I initially got some service and then had to run back out. And yeah. I'd like, I'd like to stick on big Getty conspiracies. <laughs> I don't really want to hear any logistics that made it maybe. No, no. exonerates them. I, I don't. I don't like facts. I honestly. I, I That's remember not what this podcast is about. <laughs> I remember watching uh, the the parade from my office, and part of me had considered. I was like uh, beforehand. I was like, uh, maybe, maybe it'd be worthwhile to fly down for that because. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, I did not come down for a single. Um, well, actually, that's a lie. I did come down for the playoffs the first year uh, that LeBron came back. Um, but before that, I had just flown down before the return and all that. And yeah. I was like, you know what? This would be such a great experience to go down for the parade. Uh, but then watching me, <laughs> watching it come in, I was like, that looks like the most amazing thing ever. And I'm kind of glad I'm not in the middle of it. Because right. it does look stressful being around that many people. And yeah. as well managed as it was, it, it was a very organized chaos. Yes. For sure. uh, if, you, if you had a under the radar story that that like was particularly meaningful to you or that you were particularly proud of. Uh, Would you have any of those that like, maybe, you know, like aren't as obvious as the Cavs win the title, but was just as cool for you. Hmm. I'm like, I'm I'm trying to think right now. What would be something that I can share? (laughs) um only the hard-hitting questions here on the oh, yeah. podcast <laughs> we, we are very serious gotcha, hard-hitting oh, okay <laughs> all right i have okay i have a, i have a good one here um so and this is something that is publicized every year but uh every single year our team 
host this event with Flashes of Hope, which is like this incredible organization that uh, they go and they take uh, photographs of uh, kids who have cancer. And we host an event every year. It's called Big Shots and Little Stars. And every year it's full team. The entire team goes, they get decked out and they just have like the best time with all these little kids um, who are obviously going through a really challenging time. And uh, every year there's always just like all of these moments that I'm like, I wish everyone in the world could see this because it would just make everyone's day. And we do, and we try to post as much as we can about it. And, you know, it's, it's, it is sad because unfortunately, like, you know, some of these kids are, are gone now, but, uh, it every year it's one of the most meaningful things that I've ever done. You know, just, just seeing how these kids light up and how their family is really appreciated and how much it moves to the team. Um, it really shows the guy's character when you see them interacting with all the kids and yeah. I I, I can only imagine. I mean, looking at uh, some of the stuff that, uh, you guys post obviously as you mentioned earlier there there are situations where you can't because of um family privacy and things right. like that but it, it's the the outreach stuff is really really it, it's moving it, it's great to see um teams give back in that way what would you is that what you would describe as kind of the the most uh rewarding part of your job or or is there some other thing that you're able to have access to um, through through your job that you find uh, kind of the, the most rewarding part? Yeah, I mean, I would say that's definitely the, you know, the biggest like feel good moment is right. any time that we see kind of this community outreach efforts working. Um, and there's a lot, I mean, I can't even tell you how many different initiatives our community relations team has. There are, mm-hmm. it seems like, practically every single day we are updating the court or adding a STEM lab somewhere, or we are, you know, doing like a reading program for kids or a math program for kids. Uh, I really, you know, hats off to our community relations team because they are constantly grinding every single day to really impact our community, both here in Cleveland and beyond too. Um, and that's always been awesome. And I actually, before I got into sports, uh, I actually worked for a nonprofit. So that's something that's always been really meaningful to me. Um, but also I think, um, you know, I've always loved sports and I think that you growing up, I had thought about working in sports, but I really didn't know what kind of jobs were available. Uh, back then, you know, talking to my parents, they, you know, this isn't on them. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, really the only visible position for a woman in sports was like being a silent reporter. And that was really it. And um, I'm I'm really happy that through sort of a back channel, uh, social media actually led me to my first, you know, breaking into the industry and realizing how many more jobs there are that are not visible. Um, I think, I think still a lot of people, a lot of kids, they see my job and they think, you know, Oh, this cool, this is such a cool job. And it is, it totally is. 
but there's only so many, you know, so many of these positions out there and there are so many other amazing jobs that you can do at a team um, that aren't social media, that aren't just, or not just, but that aren't like the visible positions in media where you see the camera person or the sideline reporter. There's, you know, you can be the behind the scene analytics person. You can work in finance. You know, there's so many different ways that you could turn sports into your career that uh, I, I'm, I've made it an effort to, when someone reaches out to me, I try hard to try to help them if I can, because there were so many people that helped me get to where I am. So I feel like that's another really rewarding part is when I see the kind of impact that I can have on trying to uplift some other people's careers too. Um, before that's, that's really cool to hear. And like, I think that's one of the coolest ways, like one of the coolest parts of being a professional working in media myself is like finding people that you can kind of lift up or give some guidance to. Cause it is, you know, in this space, it's so nebulous and kind of hard to hard for people to find their way that like being able to provide some kind of template or give some kind of a, a basis for people moving forward. I, I, I really agree. And, uh, and I, I really like that you take that approach as well. But before we let you go, Courtney, <laughs> I have a really important question to ask you. And it's the question I've always wanted to ask someone oh who runs a social media account for a team. Oh, no. Um, you know, when you are playing a season, no matter how good you are uh, in any sport, you're going you're gonna to lose a game or two here or there. Uh, and I would like you to walk me through the art of a post-game loss social media post. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I will say, I feel like sometimes you have, like, a couple of, like, pre, pre-thought-out, you know. I We try to, as much as possible, like, plan for everything. Um, right. Which is what's crazy is, like, the craziest thing about social is you plan and you plan and you plan and then, you know, then you kind of have to adjust. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, it's so often like it's so important to go and plan and have a strategy and have all of that ready. But then you also have to be flexible and like figure out what happens in this situation because no game, no two games are the same. Um, And you know, it takes a, an amount of knowing your audience and knowing, you know, where people at because you can have a close loss that maybe, you know, for example, this season, maybe you have a loss, but it's like Colin or Jetty had a really good game and, you know, you can still highlight that and mention that in the post. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, you know, it was just a really bad game and then it's on the next one. Yeah, know? and those, those happen. So it is like, it is a challenge because like you can't not say anything. Right. Like it's still your job to like, in a way you like, that's like where you're still like have some of those like traditional reporter responsibilities. There was like, yeah. All right. We have to tell our fans what, what happened. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, mean, like, I will say it is, it's, it's very different from the reporter side just because we don't want to tell the negative side of the story. I mean, we can acknowledge it, but like we are not, not going playing to it up. It. We're not digging in or playing it up, which, you know, I will say, I think sometimes, you know, some, some people, they like to, you know, they would rather it be like a crazy loss than like, oh, like a mediocre win. 
I, I feel like sometimes people stories, are, I, I feel sometimes people, especially if they are like from the area and they're covering a team, that's how they feel being objective has to come across where I'm going to be extra hard yeah. on this because this is the team I care about. Whereas right. like, I, I know for Carter and I sometimes we're recording after a loss and, and it's a tough game. And um, I, I know with how we approach this, we, we understand that uh, sports, while they're really important for people, it's ultimately escapism and we like to have fun with it and, and try to have kind of a fun angle. Right. Balancing yeah. that, I, I, I think, is something that, that's really important. I agree. Yeah. I think that's a really important perspective to have. And I think there's also sort of, this isn't, exclusive to sports but there's a mentality now that like everything is very polarizing you know oh, yeah yeah oh, that doesn't sound like america or twitter <laughs> <laughs> or, or planet earth <laughs> right yeah and it you know honestly like everything is not black and white that's not the way it is mm-hmm. usually usually things are not as you know amazing as people make them out to be and they're not nearly as horrible as people make them out to be either Right. I, I try to tell people that about my Twitter account all the time. Anyways, Courtney, <laughs> thank, you. thank you so much for coming on. We really do appreciate it. This was awesome. Yeah. Really, really great perspective. Uh, I, I know I, I'm speaking for Garter myself. Or, uh, really, really appreciate you coming on and, and giving us your time. Um, so thank you. What, um, do, should we just say follow the calves or, or do you want to plug yourself <laughs> as well? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Make sure you follow the calves everywhere. Uh, <laughs> everywhere. You can follow me too if you want. I'm at Seashills. It's my main name. So, yeah. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if one of our listeners listened to the show, followed us on social media, <laughs> and was like, ah, <laughs> I'm never need to follow the calves. <laughs> I don't know, but also, you know, if you're already following us, just like engage with our content, you know? Oh, yeah. Lift it up a little bit. Perfect. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, support the cab, support us. If you want to support the podcast, the best way to do so, other than supporting our awesome sponsors like Ethos, is by leaving a rating, leave a review, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, take advantage of the flawed iTunes system. So thank you very much to Courtney. Thank you to our listeners. Until next time, go Cats. Why didn't you thank me, you jerk? (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in. Anyone who makes it.